Hallelujah. And when God has been good to you in the midst of your storm, when you have a, a, a Kairos moment, and you know it's nobody but God, you can't help but have tears of joy. You can't, you can't help but give him praise. You, you can't help but thank him, not just for your good, but for your bad, because you recognize that he was there all the time. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! We thank the praise team for. No weapon for against me. Thank the praise team for leading us in the worship. Hallelujah! Amen. The media team who's been working hard has told me that YouTube is not working, that you got to go on face. You got it. Never mind. Thank you. They worked it out. Hallelujah. Give God some praise. Hallelujah. The devil just trying to stop us, but God got us. And that means everything. Amen. We are continuing in our series, walking through Psalms 27. Today we are in verse 5 and 6. I, I was going to move in off of verse 5, and God said, no, 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 no. <laughs> He said, nah, you, you got to step in deeper. You, you got to take this to another level. And I just simply said, yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord. We are on Summit 13. Today, I, I want to deal with looking for your Kairos moment. On your journey and, and, and as a Christian, you, you got to be looking for for those moments when God steps in. I, I, will, I will go deeper into that. Amen. Let's do our reading of verse 5 and verse 6 of Psalms 27. And it reads as such in our hearing from the King James, New King James. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret place of his tabernacle, his presence, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. Hallelujah. And now my head shall be, not that it is, but it shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in this tabernacle, I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Give God some praise in the house. Those of you at home, you ought to praise him because he is worthy. Let us pray. Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, we say thank you. Lord, as David asked, hide me behind your tabernacle. Hide me behind your Shekinah glory that, that, that your people may not hear me, but they will hear you. Lord, speak to our spirits. Allow as people are hearing, people are viewing, that they will have a Kairos moment with you. That, Lord, that you will step in time and manifest yourself right 
where we need you. Lord, even now, have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Last week, we began to explain that how David could have be so encouraged, have so much faith. Listen, he had faith while in the valley. He had faith while being chased by King Saul, and his life is at stake. David didn't wait until God got him out of his problem. He is talking faith while in his problem. My question to us today is, what, your, what is your talk language when trouble hits? Anybody can talk faith on top of the mountain, but, but what do you allow to come out of your mouth when all hell breaks loose? See, real faith is not just showing when things is going well. Real faith can stand still and still know God is good. Still know God is able. Still know God got you when you don't understand why you're going through what you're going through. Hallelujah. Listen, listen, our Christian journey is going to have mountaintops, but there are going to be some valley lows. And how we handle the the unexplained, the undesired things in life really show how much we trust God. Listen, if, if all we want is the good out of God's hands, then we really don't know his heart. Knowing his heart is when God has allowed bad things to happen, but you still know that God has you in his hands. You may not understand it. You, you may not, he may not even explain it. He may even get quiet on you. But Lord, your word said you would never leave me nor forsake me. And based on what I've been through, I know you're a keeper. So I trust you and I will talk about how good you are in my trouble. Look at David's expectation. He says, for in the time of trouble, watch this, watch this, and he's going in trouble, he said, he shall. That's, that's future tense. Hasn't done it yet. I don't have it yet. I don't see it yet. But I know. Uh, as a Christian, there are things that your experience ought to be down in your knower. Yes, what I mean by that is you cannot let the things that God has already done just be about nothing. It ought to be increasing your faith and increasing what you know about him. Your experiences ought to make you stronger. What you've been through ought to make you stronger. Otherwise, we are like the children of Israel that, that went through the 10 plagues, saw God, but yet when it came to walking to the promise, they couldn't attain it because it did not build their faith. Every struggle, 
every tear, every heartache is meant to make your faith stronger. Every trial, every I don't know is meant to make you look up and have an expectation on God. David is talking from a point of view of expectation. When you know who he is, even though you're living life, you got a God view of things. Uh, not what the news says. Not what the world says. But, but we ought to be listening for what God says. The world got one report, but I'm waiting for God's report. The world is saying one thing, but I got my spiritual ears open to what God is saying. You ought to be able to speak word in spite of your circumstances. You ought to be able to speak word when it hasn't manifest yet. You ought to be able to talk about the goodness of God when your situation isn't all that good. You ought to say, I know I'm an overcomer when you don't look like an overcomer. Your talk ought to defy your situation. The Bible is not just cute words. It's teaching us how to navigate in a fallen world with fallen people, with a fallen devil who got fallen demons. And if you don't understand, that's our living feel. I feel sorry for you. Your expectation got to be greater than your circumstance. You cannot allow your circumstance to dictate your faith. Your faith ought to change your circumstance. Continually, God says to, as he is walking on earth, he said, he said be according to your faith. Not that your faith has power, but that your faith in him releases his power. When you believe his word and have faith in his word, according to, you, you determine how much of him you see. We determine whether he's going to show up or not. God moves by our faith. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says that, that he must come to him and believe that he is. And then that he is a, a rewarder of those who diligently, who earnestly, he will reward you. He said, listen, I'm not going to come when you first call. He said, I'm going to stretch you. I'm going to see how bad you want me. I'm going to wait until you got nobody else but me. I'm going to wait until you almost lose your mind, but you're calling my name. I'm going to wait till you did A through Z and you got nothing else but me. And then when you call me, I will show up and show out that you know that it's me. Unless you understand how God operates in our life 
and why he operates this way, you will misinterpret your life. The only thing we have to offer back to God is our faith. Well, I'll give him my singing. He don't need your singing. He got choirs of angels that will sing you up under the table. <laughs> well, I give him my preaching. He don't need your preaching. Because in heaven, there's no need for preaching. But one thing that all of us, regardless of who you are, that, that, that you have to grow, that you have been given in seed form, is your faith. Faith is simply, Lord, I trust your character. I trust you at your word. I trust who you are because trust is the foundation of relationship. When you don't trust somebody, you don't have a deep relationship. The first commandment is, I want you to love me with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. It's relationship. He created us that we would have relationship, not religionship, but relationship with him. And sometimes we got more of a relationship with the church than we do with Jesus our Savior. Don't get the two confused. You can be in a social club in the church and not know the Lord Jesus Christ. But when you know him, hallelujah, your faith is not dependent on what other people say. When you know him, hallelujah, you can stand by yourself when folks don't like because God is taking you higher. When you know him, that all hell can break loose and you're still with tears running down your face that I trust you. That's what we see here with David. That's what we see. He is expecting God at some point in his trouble to show up in Cronus time, which is time, minute, hour, second, that God will show up with Kairos time. Did you know God made time? So God is not reduced to time. God steps in time, out of time, around time, throughout time. He made time. Hallelujah. Before there was time, there was God. Hallelujah. I don't understand. God has always been. He will always be. He's God. You can't put time on his timetable because God controls time. Hallelujah. So, so, so when we think it's time, it may not be the set time for God to show up. You know, I'm so glad that if we are walking with him, trusting him, God has a set time for your Kairos moment, for your miracle, for your deliverance, for God to do what he said he's going to do. He has a set time. Say, say that 
with me. He has a set time for my blessing. He has a set time to hear me. He has a set time. Wait, he always hear me, but his answer. You know what's so awesome about it? As long as you looking up at him, can't nobody stop your set time. The devil can't stop it. Your boss can't stop it. Can't nothing on earth stop it. Because when God has a, 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 a moment of time to visit you, Peter promised that in Acts chapter 3. Here he is at the Pentecost, and, 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 and the Jewish people are wondering what's going on because, because they just heard the sound of the thundering of the Holy Spirit. And, and Peter tells them, you must repent, you must turn from your evil ways and believe on the Jesus Christ so that, he says, so that he was seeing you times as a refreshing. This time is chronos. That's when he meets you. He visits you. He does miracles. He, he encourages you. He delivers. Whatever it is that you need from him at that particular time, he does it and it revives you. It helps you. It strengthens you. You see him higher. It's, it's Isaiah that is caught up. And here he is, he's down because his cousin, King Uriah, had died. And he wondered what's going to happen. And in Isaiah chapter 6, and it won't come up, he sees the Lord high and lifted up. Have, have you ever had a high and lifted up? Have God ever stepped in and blew your mind? Have God ever show himself a glimpse of himself that's that's when you ought to say look even if you don't change my situation you have given me enough that i can run on to my next kairos time no i discovered and and this 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 throws me this blew me away that 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 unless you're looking you will miss it. Unless you're expecting, you will walk right by it. Let me help you. Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Here, here Moses is. He, he thought he was called to deliver of, 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 of the Jewish people. Forty years ago, he took it upon his own self, and what he did was he killed an Egyptian, and he found himself Running. See, whenever you do something out of timing, <laughs> whenever you do something without God, there's nothing you can do for God without God. He never told us to be independent. That is not our problem. Our problem is we are too, we are too, we are too independent, and God wants us to be totally dependent on him. Lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge, submit to him, and he will direct your path. He said, you don't know what to do, you don't know how to do it, and unless you ask 
me, you're going to mess it all up. Some of us too strong for our own good. We think we can handle it. No, you can't. Did you know your enemy was an archangel that Satan was one of the most powerful angels? There's only two in the Bible, Lucifer, when Satan was good, and Michael, the angel of war. The only angel that fights with Satan is Michael, and Michael is the angel of war, and that's our enemy. And we think we can handle it. He's a genius. And we think we can handle it. Unless God has us covered. Unless we put ourselves up under the covering of God. Unless you have submitted and surrendered. Listen, your, 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 your self-ego, your self-sufficiency, your self-image is not tied in what you can do. It's tied in who you are in God. You're his child. He loves you. He called you. He put his name on you. His better love is on you. Listen, your identity is him. And the more we realize that, the more you begin to walk in power and authority of his covering. Of his covering. Of his covering. Let's go on, let's go on. So, 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 so Moses, here he is. He, he sees a burning bush. The scripture says that he almost walked by. Notice, God doesn't call to him when he walks by. God speaks when Moses comes to investigate. Unless you are looking towards God for him to step in in your situation, he will stand there and not say a word. He said, you don't need me? Okay. You don't want me? Okay. You got it? Okay. You that strong? Okay. You that smart? Okay. And many of us, if not all of us, have been guilty. Come on now, don't sit there like you miss perfect, you miss the perfect. All of us are guilty, but hopefully we're learning. Lord Jesus, help us. In Mark 6, 58, 48, and 50, here the disciples are in the Sea of Galilee and they're rolling. A storm has raised up. Jesus is on top of the mountain praying, and here they are trying to get to the other side per his commandment. <laughs> per his commandment. And here they are rolling. It's, it's, it's dark. They can't see nothing. The waves are tossing them here and there. They're making no headway. And this, the strangest thing, but watch what 
what happened? The same thing with Moses. It says that, that Jesus was walking and would have passed them by. Let me show you what's happening. They're rolling with their heads down using their own strength to do it. Using their own ability. So Jesus said, I guess they got it. I guess they think that they can do it. Know when you need help. Man, can, can I go step? We need help all the time. He said, in everything, lean not to your own uh, understanding. If you're not praying about it, if you're not leading there, then God says, I guess you think you can handle it. Hold on, hold on. He said, no, no. When they looked up and screamed. Now Jesus said, fear not. <laughs> it is out. <laughs> How much hell do we have to go through before we let it go? Shit, I'm talking to myself the way. Listen, 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 listen. The limit God went to to get me back. was because of my hard-headedness. I tell you all the time, it's not that I didn't know I knew. I just thought, <laughs> man, quit clapping, man. I just thought. You know, sometimes you can be in such delusion you don't know you're going down for the third time. And God had to open up the windows of, of the spiritual world and show me what I was dealing with. Then he said, choose. My brothers and sisters, you don't know what you're fighting with. So why are you going to fight it by yourself? Listen, 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 listen. John chapter 12, verse 27 and 30. Here, here Jesus is, 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 is troubled in the spirit. Here he is. The hour is coming for him to die. And listen, he, he is not fearful of physical death. He's not even fearful of the beating, which is beyond imagination. Anybody else would have died. Jesus physically was able to take a beating that nobody else could take because he did not have sin on him. Death could not take him till Jesus released his life. So the beating that he took was worth my fact. Isaiah 52 said that his face was more murdered than any man. His body was more defiled before the enemy, they beat him so bad, he was unrecognizable. The closest picture I can come to is Emmett Till. 
worse than that. He became so disfigured on the outside, which shows us how disfigured a person that's not born again is on the inside. We no longer look like the image that we was made in, created in, which is an image of God. Disfigured to the place God can't see himself in us. And the only thing that gets you in heaven is that God sees a born-again spirit because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And he sees himself in you and says, that's my child, that's her, that's my child born again because you have accepted Jesus Christ. God is trying to tell us and show us Kairos time to bring us closer to himself. So at this moment, God the Father gives Jesus the Son a Kairos moment. He says to him, he said, this is my beloved son and who I'm well pleased. Now watch this. And Jesus says, this was not for me, this was for you. And then it goes on to say this. It says, and there was people who standing around, some heard voices, others heard thunder. How open are we to the voice, how sensitive, how open is our spirit? The natural man can't see or understand the things of God. And if you are used to operating in your flesh, in your emotions, instead of in your spirit, God shows up to speak to your spirit. But if your spirit is closed because you are dominated by your emotions, because you are dominated by your own thinking, then God will show up and you will pass him by. We are born against spirit beings that have a soul that's in a body. God is spirit, so he deals with your spirit being. David knows what God is up to in his spirit. His emotions are probably fearful. He don't feel that good. He's running. He got a, a band of bandits. They're not talking faith. You better be careful who you talk to. Everybody don't talk faith. And it will make you feel silly if you're talking faith and they're not. It's foreign to them. I'm not talking about now, but I'm talking about Christian folks. Because there's folks in the house, there's folks that know Christ. They, 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 that's, that's all they know, Christ. But they're not walking in faith. So when you come walking in faith and, and, and they see you in peace, though you got trouble, they think you done lost your mind. It don't make sense. But when God is keeping you, it don't make human sense. When God got you in peace, you don't understand it. He said, I would give you a peace 
beyond understanding. Oh, I know it's real. Oh, I know he's good. I know he will hide you in the time of trouble that your enemy can't find you. And all you know is he got me. He got me. I can't explain. I know he got me. Kairos moments don't make human sense because it's supernatural. Kim said it. Walk in it. You know what? He has given us the ability to walk in this. But you don't walk in this in your flesh. You don't walk in this in your emotion. You know, you gotta make your emotions come where you want it to go. You don't let your emotions push you around. You push your emotions around. <laughs> you put we must be people of faith. God will work for us, in us, through us, the promises of his word according to our faith. He wants us to trust him above everything else. It's an insult to God when his own children don't trust him. I remember when Brett was two or three years old, he was on top of the stairs, and I was just testing him. I said, Britt, jump. You know what? He got ready to jump. I said, no, Britt, don't jump. <laughs> but you know why he was ready to jump? He trusts that I was going to catch him. You know what God is saying? If I tell you to jump, Do you trust that I will catch you? If I tell you to give this amount of money, do you trust me that I'll make a way out of nowhere? If I tell you to do so as whatever it is, do you trust me that I will meet you at your point? What you think this is about anyway? It's funny how we have made the minor the major. And made the major the minor. You don't treat somebody good because they're good to you. You treat somebody good because you're supposed to, because God's been good to you. You don't forgive your enemies because it feels good. You forgive your enemies because you've been forgiven and your bitterness will block you from your future blessing. What God tells us to do many times, it don't feel good, you don't want to, but you don't have the right as a child of God to act anyway, say anything, do anything. You was bought with a price and the price was the blood of Jesus Christ that has forgiven you of your sins. So guess what? We're obligated to our Heavenly Father. And when we 
little thing, your Kairos moments will pass you by. Some of us wouldn't recognize the presence of the Holy Spirit if he slapped us in our face. It's been so long. He's real right now. He's good right now. In the storm, he is working on our perseverance. Did you learn how to wait on him? In the waiting, he's working on your character, your spiritual character. That you learn to say, Lord, you still good. Lord, I still hold it on. Lord, I know you're going to show up. Verse 6. Verse 6. Psalms 27 verses. Watch David. Watch this David. Watch what David says. He, he hasn't received it yet. He, he's still waiting on that carol. He said, he said, and now, at this moment, still in my valley, my head, listen, future tense, shall be lifted up above my enemies around me. He said, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm going to wait on it. I, I'm going to write it down. I'm going to write down the promises that he's told me because Rebecca said, write the vision and make it plain. Hallelujah. He said, therefore, watch this, I will, not in the future, but right now, I will offer sacrifices of joy. Listen, you can't wait on joy. You stir up joy. You begin to praise him in inopportune time. If you know how to fight spiritually, you better know how to open up your mouth and give God thanks, give God praise. You ought to sing right now. You ought to say hallelujah right now. You ought to say thank you right now. Don't wait till your situation change until you open up your mouth. It may not change. David said, I don't care what nobody else does. You can sit there like a bump on a rock if you want to. But as far as I, me, myself, hallelujah, I will thank him. I will praise him for what he has done. And in the midst of what he's going to do, I know, I know my change is going to come. This is spiritual warfare. And unless you know how to fight, the devil will stomp you. He will kick you. He will talk to you. Greater is he that is in you than the devil that is in the world. So open up your mouth. Worship him. Sing to him. Praise him. Bless his name. Tell the devil, I'm 
more than a conqueror. Right now, I trust you. I don't care what the report is. I'm waiting on God's report. He's not finished blessing me. It may not look like what I'm talking about, but I trust him. Watch him. Watch him lift me. Watch him change me. Watch him take me higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. My spirit is higher than my knowledge. My spirit is higher than my emotions. You don't walk in your emotions. You don't walk by what you see. You gotta walk by who you know and by every promise that he gives in his word. And the way you do that, that though you don't feel like it, you need to push your emotions around. I don't feel like it, but I think I'm depressed. But bless your name. Hallelujah. You're a good God. You brought me a mighty long way. And if you brought me through all of that, I know, I know. David knew how to fight spiritual warfare. And the word is trying to show us. We've got to learn this. We've got to know this. That you begin to go back to your trouble and say, thank you. Joseph's brothers came to him because now their father's there and they scared and said, Joseph's going to take vengeance on us. We in trouble. And they came and said, we sorry. Joseph said, I already forgiven you. I already forgiven you. He said, you meant it for evil. But God made it a Kairos moment. It took me 13 years to get here. But now I'm here. And guess what? I go back and thank all my trouble. Because it prepared me. It prepared me for where I am now. Do you trust him when you don't see him or understand him? but know that he got you in his hands. You that may be in the house of you and me, it's Jesus. It's him. 
excitement about you. It's him who paid the price for all of our sins. He loves us beyond our understanding. It's beyond church. It's, it's a relationship with your creator who made you for himself and, and, and he alone can satisfy your soul. Nobody but him. Same with all, a lot of things your way, but he's a liar. And the truth is that in him. He said, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Lord, I need you. Forgive me of my sins. And Lord, I believe that you died for me and you rose for me. And the Bible says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, he'll come in and, and, and the Holy Spirit comes and you are born again. And he'll begin to lead you in your spirit. In your spirit, he begins to lead you by his word. Hallelujah. The 153-451-31 number, you can call and somebody will call you back. To those that may be in the house, I got ministers here that if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, they will lead you in that prayer that you may receive him. Hallelujah. If you just need prayer, you need someone to touch and agree with you, they will do that too. If you just want information, see them. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you. Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you. Thank you for the Kairos moments that happen in all of our lives and that we step in. Some we miss, but thank you for the ones we stepped in. Lord, help us not to miss another Kairos moment. Help us to see you higher, see you clear, see you better, because we are looking with an expectation. Lord, the summer said, I'm going to go with the hills when it comes with my help, because my help comes from the Lord. Lord, your help, your strength, your way, your everything. So today, Lord, touch. Today, Lord, no matter what your people are going through, touch. Let them know you are there. Let them know you care. Allow them to experience their own Kairos moment. Even now, Lord, we bless you. We thank you. We say hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Give God some praise. Thank you for joining us. We ask that you be with us next week. God has another word for you. Thank you for your support. Love you. Love you all. Yeah!